Hello and welcome to BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance, episode 125. I am your host, Joey. Uh, I I was just so defeated when I looked at all these E's. I was like, there are too many. I hate Sean D's. That's my name today. You know what? That's big winner. Sean, why don't you go ahead and regale the people with what you gave me today? Extricating extraneously, expeditious external experiments, D. Thank you, Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games. for. See, I'm not going to give you a task I can't do. You're, you know what? I give you credit and props. You nailed it. You have got me. This is your, your best Boom. victory yet. Josh of the Omega Gamers, how did we let him do this? Hey, how's it going? Um, by paying him. Ah, of course. Pay me in peanuts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> If Vicky was here, she would be crying. <laughs> You're like, what? Why, why did I do this to myself? Ah, uh, yes. Well, we are here for episode 125 of BJ Sage Board Game Alliance. We're going to talk Mensa. But first, Josh, how can the Geek Nation... <laughs> okay. Hey, how can the Geek Nationals get a hold of us before I murder Sean? <laughs> uh, go to BJGeekNation.com. You get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links... And more, more. <laughs> oh, sworn. Uh, or you can search us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, or Odyssey.com. Odyssey. Odyssey. A U D E C Y. Anyways, that's our fun. Uh, <laughs> did I say Mesa Mensa? We're, we're talking about Mensa board games today because uh, there is a list Ironically. of winners. <laughs> I do have a game called Western Legends, and there is a Mesa in that. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Sean has just removed letters from my vocabulary <laughs> today. It, it's it's a travesty. If I, uh, I it's going to be a bumpy one. I can already tell. I blame Sean for this, though. You should. Uh, Mensa Select Games uh, each year has hundreds of Mensians or Mensians Mensians meet Mencians? over <laughs> Mensians. I don't know, but they meet over a weekend to play and rate the year's top board games years uh, in the past yes uh and we have a list a list of the lovely top five games now i don't think i've played any of these have you guys played any of these i played exactly none of these none of these i've played one sean is the winner again <laughs> that's <laughs> not to say i don't want to play some of these yes because uh when, when you play a lot of games and you get very highly rated uh from all the board gaming players of a weekend i think you're gonna have some pretty good games come out on top yes why yeah. don't we at least look at the first one, and I am going to let Sean <laughs> <laughs> pronounce all these names. Sean? Athenum Mystic Library. Ooh. All right. The magic exam is tomorrow. With a magic hand on the right tome, you can learn the entire subject in an instant. Organize the shells before you leave. What is this game about, Sean? Sounds uh, like organizing my game room and learning all the it games. Really is, it, so it's, it's, this is my Renegade Game Studio. This is a game where you're going to be Organizing a library, really, uh, and you're going to be placing all these uh, elements out to create the library and organize it in this very specific way. This yeah. is not something that sounds thrilling, and yet it has <laughs> made the top five. What What do you think about this game gets people hooked? Well, this was one of the winners. Yes. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a winner for, for Minta. Which is wild, because, I mean, the board is beautiful. I love the colors. A lot of blues, a lot of greens. Definitely a little bit almost like uh, a Bioshock Harry Potter feel. <laughs> but, 
There's <laughs> well, no there's, Big Daddy. <laughs> uh, looking this up on VDG, there's tile placement. Uh, there's drafting, which drafting is always fun. Uh, and it's currently sitting at a 7-1. So, I mean, it's got a pretty good rating on BGG. Right? Well, I mean, really, you did ask a bunch of Mensas to sit around and organize something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that would make for a great day for how I would play it. Dude, it comes with so much cool stuff. Yes, and it looks like it's a point collection game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're where you Wait, are. Wait, are you saying you got to win for three points to win the game? I know that's shocking to hear. <laughs> I know that, but yes, you are going to be placing tiles, uh, books on shelves, and at the end of the game, you will score points uh, based on the full shelf compartments, decorative candles, and shelved books of your favorite subject. Whoever oh. collects the most points. So the tiles wins. are all are all uh, book spines. Yes, with different names and stuff on it. Like jokes by Dracula and Centaur, a political theory. <laughs> I want to read that book. Humans are the worst. <laughs> oh, the flavor of this game looks awesome. Oh, uh, it's amazing. It definitely looks like it has a lot of replayability as well. Uh, do you think this will be a game you guys will play? Yes. Yeah, yes. I play this for sure. We played a previous similar library game. Yes. And it had some uh, graphic design issues. It made it hard for old idiots to read. Oh, no. (laughs) This I don't see that problem with. No, not at all. I mean, like we were talking about, beautiful board game cover, a lot of uh, quick components. A very unassuming game, but I feel like uh, when I ever see games like this that have a lot of, like, it looks like, I want to say clean is the word. Like, mm-hmm. all the edges are there. They've really worked on the book. It's uh, not simple, but it's straightforward. You know, yeah. you're going to understand it quickly. And it's, it's unbox looks quick as well. I mean, I think you could set this up in under five minutes. Yeah, it looks it looks fast to set up, for sure. Which is awesome. We'll have to put that one on the list and uh, try it out sometime. Uh, moving on from that, Josh, would you like to tell us about our next game? Well, I'll tell you the name of the next game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next game is Genotype. Genotype. A Mendelian genetics game. Again, I don't know why Mensa would pick this game. It doesn't sound (laughs) analytic at all. No, not at all. Would you like to hear the description that BGA has on for it? I would love to hear this. It's awesome. Grab a a trowel. Grab a towel. (laughs) Grab a towel. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mensa took a different route. Get yourself a towel. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a trowel and breed pea plants on your way to become a master geneticist. Breed pea plants? Pea plants. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. I know. I was as shocked as you. Now, this kind of... I rem- may have thought you said breed <laughs> pea pants. Well, you know, grab a towel. Grab a towel. We're about to pee our pants. <laughs> You're going to get such fine quality board gaming on this podcast. Yes. Uh, this... Okay, I'll tell you. This does not look like my kind of game, but I do love the design of it. Because... I don't know. I don't never wanted to be a master geneticist myself, but I didn't think I'd do it through plants. There is a trowel, by the way. I'm looking at this picture mm-hmm. of this game. There is there an is actual trowel, <laughs> which I, I mean, can you dig through this board game? I don't I'm know. I'm guessing it's a gardening trowel, not a concrete trowel. No, yes. no. <laughs> and it's not a towel either, just to let everyone know, <laughs> if you were wondering. Uh, let's go ahead and I'll read you guys the description of the game, and you can let me know if you think this is something down your alley. It's the 19th century. Augustinian f- uh, f- friar, credited with the, s- the discovery of modern genetics, in genotype, you play as his assistants, competing to collect data on pea plants by controlling how 
the plants gain their inherent key traits from their parents' seeds. So, shape, color, flower, stem, height, any observable trait of the pea plant. You are controlling. Who, when you pitch this board game, <laughs> someone, it probably sounds ridiculous, but I actually see that concept, though, being really cool in a board game. All those, like, the, the actual idea and the foundation of what they're trying to do. Well, its weight is only a 2.82. Which is wild. And its overall rank is only 1305. There's a lot of board games. That's a good rank. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. For so strategy. 7 rank, 6 rating? Uh, yeah, for strategy, it's uh, 656. Wow. wow. Well, during the game, players will be getting pea plant cards, which show a set of phenotype traits that they hope to produce and collect, such as pink flowers and tall height, in order to score points. Each round, dice are rolled to represent plant breeding, which may result in traits players are looking for. After the dice roll, players take turns drafting dice towards completing their pea plant cards or advancing their research. The traits produced during the dice roll come through the science of Punit squares, <laughs> which show wow. how the parent genes are combined. Easy for you. Grab a towel. Make sure you're... I'm sorry. Uh, one of each parent... <laughs> by changing the genes of these uh, parent plants, players can influence the likelihood of rolling their traits they need, completing their pre-plants via, via drive, the drafting of the dice, and they score points. Okay. That makes sense to me. Looking at this uh, table, uh, and I know... Dice rolling for our group can be um, hit or miss, you might say, <laughs> based off uh, Josh's Un- board experience. Mitigated <laughs> yes. dice rolling. But this is cool. I actually like this idea. You know, I, I wasn't on board at first, but after reading that and seeing the, the board, it's very colorful. It does actually seem like there's a lot going on, but they say it's light, so that's usually a good thing, meaning that like during your turn, you're going to understand what you do very quickly, and you're going to be able to become a master geneticist. Are you guys going to play this one? I would play this one. The art is there for me. I, I know it's pea plants, but it's good drawings of said pea plants. <laughs> yes. It's worker placement. It's drafting. Uh, I think it looks very interesting. I, I'm down. What about you, Sean? I Yeah, I would, I would play this. This isn't a theme that's really calling out to me, but I'm always... Who would this be a theme? The pea enthusiasts? <laughs> <laughs> I, they're definitely a sci- like people that are like science-minded, uh, people that are you know genetics-minded for sure, are going yeah. to gravitate toward this theme. Um, so while the theme isn't necessary for me, I'm always willing to down you know, down to play different types of games just to experience what they're like. So, yeah, I would absolutely play this. Awesome. Yeah, I actually think that's – I think that probably I would imagine uh, during that convention that they were holding, the get-together, I think that probably did do very well. And I can see yeah. why because it's very unique. Like, yeah. I don't think I would have – I'm not going to read another description like that on this list, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute <laughs> to our next game. This game looks awesome, I, I, and for the dumbest reason. <laughs> Life of a Chameleon. Yes, players change their colors to eat bugs and complete objects. objectives. Complete objects. Could, well, a chameleon oh. could complete an object. I mean, there's a spot missing, it gets in there, changes colors, object complete. Yeah, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. It's the last piece that's needed. This game looks awesome. It, it is just a color blast in your face. <laughs> I mean, blues, pinks, purples, light blues, reds, greens. More yep. chameleon meeples that are multicolored as well. Chameleon meeples. I did not think I'd ever be saying that. Uh, a chameleon's life isn't easy, constantly adapting to new environments and hiding from their predators like snakes. It takes a lot of patience to sneak around and hunt bugs for food. No one truly appreciates the chameleon's plight. <laughs> so you're going to live the life of a chameleon, just as it says on the board game box. 
Interesting. Okay. You are a chameleon just trying to make your way in the world eating bugs. Each specific color of bug, bugs, wait, eat, okay. See, Sean, <laughs> have you seen what you've done to me? Uh, yes. Words win. are hard. Eat specific colors of bugs in the right order to win. Snatch tasty insects right out from under your opponents as you navigate the board fraught with dangerous snakes and other competitive chameleons. So this is quite literally Hungry Hungry Chameleons. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How about that this made the top list? I can't believe it. Take turns, collect bugs of the same color. Yeah, it's very simple, very straightforward, but it looks awesome. What do you guys think of this? Wow, game? yeah, it's super colorful. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there are rainbows everywhere. <laughs> the the art on the meeples is almost schoolhouse rockish. Yes, very much so. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. And then the bright colors, yeah. And Jack Black's going to be uh, playing a little guitar for us. <laughs> it's probably a little light. Oh, definitely, yeah. But it does look really cool. This is definitely when you bring out with your family or if you have like a big board gaming session and you just want to like quickly get people in for a second, get them in that light atmosphere, that good happy mood. I don't think you could be mad playing this game. Uh, just so people know, this list did come out back in May, but we didn't come back until June. So we're just trying to help people that uh, might be looking for like super high-minded games. Yeah. Yeah, plus, you know, if uh, a game was good last year, and, yeah. and it's been a long time. It's not going to get any worse. Turns out the games don't update themselves. <laughs> That's the second edition. Only that edition does that. <laughs> well, I do think that A Life of a Chameleon it will be uh, definitely fun, especially if, like you said, if you kids, you know, you got to be young family members. This is a great game to get them into. I think it'll be very enjoyable. It looks, uh, the age is 12 plus, but the BGG community has said it's 8 plus. Oh, okay. So a lot of times, uh, behind the curtains view, uh, you if you put a specific age uh, number on there. If it's l- below a certain number, usually 12, you, you have to do specific kid testing. And there's like a whole like series of hoops that you have to jump through. So a lot of times what game publishers will do if they're like smaller companies, and I, I think this might be a smaller company, is that they can't pay for all that because it's super expensive. So they'll say, well, it's 12 and up, even oh. though it clearly can be played for younger. That's interesting. I did not know that. A little yeah. peek behind the scenes there. Okay, thank the you, more Sean. You know. Who would like to take this next game for a ride? All right, Josh, what is this so game? So this one is Miyabi. Miyabi. Good job. Or Miyagi. Mr. Miyabi? Miyabi. Okay. The the <laughs> the italicized writing on the game box, I saw a G. But it is Miyabi. Yeah. Um, uh, from Michael Kiesling. Uh, this is an elegant, graceful, and refined. That's how you should design your Japanese garden. Careful planning and watchful eyes are needed as you tend your garden. Only by skillfully placing stones, bushes, trees, ponds, and pagodas on multiple levels can a player become the best garden designer of the season. Think you've got it figured out? Try one of the five included included expansions. So this game, to me, what it jumps out as probably solo play, even though multiple players, but meditative meditative okay explain what do you mean by that just a peaceful game sometimes oh. like that men the uh, the library game is probably very meditative to people who like to organize things and this this is organizing things in a more creative way so uh like some of the painting games that have come mm-hmm. out those can be very meditative just you, yeah there's some mechanics in there but you're basically getting to design oh. your own little piece of the world 
I see what you're saying. I haven't played a lot of one-player games. Do you guys uh, do that often? Sometimes I I play a, like a solo game, but I mean this isn't single this, player. This but this isn't is more solo, of like, but sometimes there's games that are multiplayer players, and you are there's going to be a winner. But you're essentially playing a solo game because there's no direct player interaction. Like I can't come over and f you up, right? Oh, I got it, got it. Yes. And yeah. this is from Haba, so Haba is known for great kids games. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Uh, the this the age is on eight plus, so this is a yeah. aimed at a lower audience. So it doesn't have the so Haba. A lot of their younger kid games typically have a yellow box, and I don't see yeah. that. So I think they're saying it's a little bit older. You know, it's not the younglings, but you know, it's still within their family sort of uh, run, field. Run, younglings, run! And Michael Kiesling <laughs> definitely has pedigree. I mean, he did Azul, he did Tikal. Oh wow! Stained Glass, Heaven and Ale. Like this is a designer that's definitely got some chops. He's won a number of Spiel Jars. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to go wrong with the gameplay on this one for sure. That makes sense. That's probably why it did so well. Because uh, I was going to say the board is very unassuming. It's quite literally just almost as basic as you can go. Like, I don't think, I mean, you can unbox this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, these games do tend to have a little bit more complexity because, the you know, the balance of the board is what does that. And tile placement, you know, does create a lot of replayability, mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, I have never built a garden before in my life. Uh, nor have I eaten anything as a chameleon. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, Bob. These <laughs> games do seem fun. And this one is uh, not doesn't take too long to play, I don't believe. So uh, I think it's at 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's two to four players. Uh, we'll have to check that one out as well. Moving on from that, Sean. Shifting Stones. Shifting Stones. By GameRight. Change places. <laughs> <laughs> Designer of J. Evans Wright. Um, <laughs> I actually have played this game. Uh, not a physical copy. This game is available on Board Game Arena, which you can log on to and play for free with your friends. And that is how I played it. Oh, okay. So you didn't play the actual physical copy. Correct. Okay. Well, what did you think of the game? Uh, we actually had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's There's definitely some messing with other players because you're all playing within the same 3x3 three three grid. Uh, but you're trying to build patterns to match specific things that you're trying to accomplish of cards in your hand. Uh, so there's a lot of pattern building, and you could be setting something up, and then someone comes along, does this thing, and you're like, no, that's not what I needed. Well, from the publisher, leave no stone unturned. Nine mystic tiles lie before you in a grid of rocky ruins. Rearrange the tiles to match one or more patterns in your hand. The catch is you must sacrifice a card every time you swap or flip a tile. Mm-hmm. Carve out the most points in shifting stones, and your victory will be set. In oh, this stone. is—I like this guy. Uh, so yeah, so it's a three by three. So nine tiles, as you were saying, uh, all with different patterns, uh, different colors, and then essentially the cards in your hand tell you what to do, and yep. then that's how you score your points. I assume, and then you place yep. it in front of you. That and then is you have a, to check your points, the potential points. If you're oh. like, well, I'm never going to get this one. Screw this card. And then, you know, That's so – I like this because it, it's like simple, but at the same time you can see how screwed you're going to get. Yep. <laughs> and I would be the guy not paying attention. I was like, wait, where'd that card go? I can score that. Oh, I chucked that like a two turns That one flipped over. You're like, no, I needed this color how match. How did the salmon get no. to that location? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, how many players did you play, Sean? We played, I think we played the full five-player count. And, yeah, it's like 20, 30 minutes, so it's fast um, and quick to set up. We, I mean, obviously we played digital, so there wasn't really any setup for us. But uh, for what's out there, it wouldn't take long to set the game up. And, yeah, you could 
really ratchet through games of this, you know, with your group pretty quickly and have a lot of fun with it. It's a good little game to play when you're waiting for, especially if you have like four players and your fifth yeah. is coming, but they're not, you know, they're stuck in traffic. Yep. As, aren't we all stuck in traffic most of these days? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I, I like this game. I think I, I would definitely play this game in a heartbeat. I think that it's a, especially like if you see this game on a table, like if you're like, oh, this is cool. The colors are there and it's, it does, it does not look like it's complex to the point where you're yeah. going to like sit there for five hours. Yeah. You're not like, oh my God, what's on this? <laughs> yeah. Very inviting game. <laughs> That's awesome. Shifting Stones. You got to check that one out. Moving on from that, Sean, you yes. have news for us. News. Yes. Um, so I had a Kickstarter delivery that came in a while back, and we had a chance to play it. The game's called Florence by Braincrack Games. Uh, this is a Euro game where uh, there's some area control. Really just a gorgeous production. Um, you have these special uh, carts that are moving around that are actually like 3D uh, not 3D printed, that are, you know, molded plastic carts. Just absolutely gorgeous game, and we had a lot of fun. Josh, you played that with us as well. There's rings that you can collect. Really neat game. Sean did bad rules. <laughs> no. the, the problem that I had was... Um, <laughs> Sean didn't have English rule book. <laughs> I did not have an English rule book. I had an Italian rule book. So did you have a rule book at all? <laughs> right. Uh, I actually had to go to BGG to try and you know get a copy of the rule book that way and read it online and you know try and watch videos as best I could. So when people had questions, it'd be like, sure, take a look at the rule book. <laughs> You could look how you want. That's so great. So that was kind of obnoxious. And then um, one of the player boards was also kind of broken. Uh, just a, a plastic piece because there's a spinner on it where you're tracking how much essentially time that you have uh, available to take actions. And one of the spinner pieces, that center plastic piece, was broken on one. So you just had to kind of like manually do it and, you know, just be careful. Uh, I reached out to Braincrack and said, hey, you know, one way player boards is broken and I've got the wrong language for my game uh, and they're like hey no problem we'll we'll get you a replacement and they sent out a replacement board a whole board and they sent out the replacement rules wow that's and, awesome and in relatively quick time I think probably I mean it's coming from the UK so there's definitely that delay time but they didn't charge me anything or you know not no shipping or anything which it's still gonna be expensive to send this stuff especially now, and I think I got it within like three weeks. Wow, that's really fast. Yeah, so just a huge props to Braincrack Games. Yeah, they had something happen bad, but they took care of it, so I'm completely okay with that. God, I'd love to hear a good customer so service So now story. that we have the rule book, we'll get somebody else to read it, and we can play the same <laughs> Perfect. Look at that. <laughs> I would have wish I could have been there to see his face. So the rule book, guys, it's in Italian. Uh, <laughs> Anyone speak Italian? <laughs> no? Well, we're going to learn the hard <laughs> way then. Uh, we have more news then after that, though. Yes. 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 Uh, a new game has been announced from Stonemeyer Games. Ooh, what do we got? And most people know Stonemeyer from uh, Charterstone, the legacy game they did, uh, but mainly in uh, Viticulture. That's a big one for Stonemeyer, one of the original worker placement games that hit it big, uh, but mainly Scythe. Well, yes. and Wingspan. And Wingspan. And Wingspan a, little game, a little game mainly called Wingspan. Scythe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wingspan is their Voyager, and the Scythe is their Star Trek. Just straight up Star Trek. Mm, I don't know if I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think wrong. more people know about Wingspan than Scythe. Nah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what we're saying is that Josh really likes Scythe. <laughs> a lot of people really like Scythe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Scythe was a very interesting action selection game where you're constantly upgrading, and those actions move from one part of the board to another part of the board, upgrading that or a different action. You don't have to upgrade the one you're you're using. Uh, but they have announced a follow-up to Scythe, not an expansion, a in the same world of Scythe. It's called Expeditions. Expeditions is a competitive, card-driven, engine-building game of exploration. Play cards to gain power, guile, and unique worker abilities. Move your mech to mysterious locations and gain cards found among the tiles. Use workers, items, and meteorites and quests to enhance your mech and use power and guile to vanquish corruption. Now, I, I, I don't know about you guys. I love engine building games. I love that snowballing nature of like you start off slow, but then by the end of the game you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. Get your so, engine cranking as it will. Yes. So this is a new adventure in Siberia where essentially a meteor impacted, and you have to go and see what that's all about and find some stuff. And you're a giant mech. Well, in Scythe, if you know, you have workers and mechs, and your mechs just allow you to... Scythe has a battling system, but it's so small and light compared to what you do in the rest of the game that it's just sort of this, okay, we have a battle. Here, show me your card. Okay, done. Move yeah. on. Yeah. It's not... It doesn't... If Sean comes at me and we battle, my game's not over. Right? I haven't. I don't have to recover from it very much. And Scythe was a game where... Your resources belong to the spot it's on, not you. So if Sean comes over, kicks me out, suddenly all those resources I had are now his resources. And what does Sean love doing in board games? (laughs) Yes, Sean is not a nice player. (laughs) (laughs) And yet he's supposed to play nice. (laughs) We have to remind Sean playing Scythe. This is not an attacky, heavy game. It's in the game. That's me playing nice. But the game said I could. (laughs) Uh, But the new one was just announced. It's coming out later this year. It's not going to be a Kickstarter. It looks really cool. looks really awesome. It's not Space Scythe, but it is something came from space. Still something you're going to check out. Oh, yeah. By by checkout and purchase, yes. Yes. (laughs) Check out at the counter. The credit card charge has gone through. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. And that is Expeditions. Check it out. Uh, before we get out of here, I hear that we have some special deliveries. Uh, I didn't have the sound effect. How'd that go? That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Special. Wait, what did he say? Special delivery? No, no he, he, yeah, but before that, he has some, like, something. Of, oh, and it's off that's Vicky. <laughs> I, I can't even say the character's name. This is what happens when Vicky's not here. Yeah. I'm going to call him FB. Yeah. FB yes. for short enters the room. Special delivery. <laughs> um, well, me and Sean both got a delivery. Ooh, same game or different game? Uh, non-game. Not oh. We no. both got our notifications from Draw Labs Inc. Okay. Draw Labs makes gaming coins. Uh, Amazing gaming coins. Yeah. Coins really, that really don't cool come stuff. with values. They just come in uh, bronze, silver, gold. You design your own values, but they what they're they're heavily themed. Okay. And. They were very much a victim of pandemic. Worker shortage, shipping delays, factory issues, you name it, they unfortunately have dealt with it. On this end, the familion, fulfill, the yes. fulfillion, that, that word, the, Nathan fulfillion. the fulfillment <laughs> also had its issues. 
And so they're rolling coins out kind of slow. So Sean says, hey, I got my coins. And I said, hey, I got some of my coins. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the thing is, the coins he got are the ones I didn't get. Really? Now, clearly, he didn't get my coins. He got you know, all his coins. Oh, right. did he? <laughs> but <laughs> I see the face he's giving you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm opening the box. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, the coins that I backed for were presents. So <laughs> I'll get my coins eventually. It'll get worked out in the end. I'm not too stressed on it. But Sean was kind enough to come over, and we're all sitting there at Zulu's. It looked like the trading of lunch snacks. Yes. <laughs> okay, who needs these? Who's it? Got those, need those. And so so uh, the dwarf coins I backed for were intended to give to BJ, so Sean brought those over to give to BJ. I gave Sean some Cthulhu coins. Sean gave me some dragon coins. It was quite the little adventure in coinage. Yes. How are the coins? <laughs> are they nice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, they're really high quality. I have cyberpunk, sci-fi, western, Cthulhu, Dragon. I don't have the Dwarven because not big Dwarven. I have Aztecian um, and many others that I can't really remember right now, but they have so many options available. And these new ones, these new Dragon coins, are called their Forged Coins. So the uh, the Dragon is embossed. It's lifted. Oh. So, um, it looks really nice. Yeah. They're really, really cool. Highly recommend them, even with the oh, weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, you could buy them directly. You don't have to wait for Kickstarters for them. Uh, you can check out their website. Just Google Draw Labs Inc. Just know it is coming from the UK. Awesome. So that's that will take some time. Well, I'm glad that your special delivery did arrive and you got most of what you were looking for. <laughs> Creatively worked it out. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you, Geek Nationals, for joining us on another episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance. Get your coins. Get your Cthulhus. And, of course, Josh... Well, you know how we uh, worked it out? We played nine. Played nine. <laughs>